This was the year that followed a decision I'd never had to make before. This year in 2023, I decided I wanted to live. Now, that's a decision I had to make because at the borders of this year and the last one, I genuinely wanted to end my suffering. And with that, my life. I'm partially embarrassed to say that out loud just because I've been on this spiritual, personal development growth journey for so long, yet eight years in and like three years publicly, I hadn't confronted what I've often referred to as my last demon, my alcohol and drug use. I often rationalized it as any human might. I used cultural norms, the seemingly social connections I'd made, the fun and entertainment, my youth, the fact that I was just a human. Now, couldn't I enjoy something like everyone else, right? Like the saying goes, pick your poison. And besides, even one of my intellectual inspirations, Alan Watts, the philosophical mystic and incredible writer, used to drink quite heavily. And I mean, so many brilliant writers have, and so have captivating artists. Our vices are mere aspects of the human condition, really, when you think about it. And I'm here to embrace the totality of my humanity, the yin and the yang, the light within the dark. And I am just living fully, embodying the dual nature of reality. It was a poetic musing of an immature mind, aspiring for love and connection in all the wrong places. I'd relapsed when I moved to Toronto after 10 months of no drinking, a combination of alienation, a failed relationship, and a toxic work environment laid the soil for the poisonous rationalizations to spring forth. I watered them with tequila and red wine, spending far too long in bathroom stalls, but I, like many, have found there's people in places that make everything we do to destroy ourselves sound like a good time and kind of romantic. I'd like to think I see my own behavior for what it was, a way to cope. That was my true demon. I'd found a really effective way of coping with the pain that I held by letting it go with booze and drugs, and it worked well until it didn't. In July of 2022, my cousin, who felt and often acted like our older brother, um, took his own life. It was a violent end to a man who'd wrestled, played, helped, loved us dearly, but he had his own demons that he also did not know how to cope with. This was the second suicide our family experienced. The first one coalesced with the time I began smoking weed, and this one triggered an escape far more severe. I felt alone in a new city, grieving without my family. I didn't want to grieve, so I coped the way I'd learned, extremely effective in the short term and miles more destructive in the long. Suddenly it's November and I'm struggling to get the keys into lock to my apartment. I'm wasted. I laugh when I finally get the damn door open. But then a wave hits me, this looming awareness of where my life was headed if I stayed on this path. The pain and awareness began to seep into every layer of my being, what I was running from. I collapsed and cried. I, I couldn't breathe. I thought of my cousin's violent death, thinking it was probably pretty easy to end it all when you get as fucked up as I am right now. Especially the way he did it. You just need one second of not thinking. And then I, and I asked myself, do you want to die? And I said aloud, yeah. I don't want to fucking do this anymore. For the first time in my life, I felt like I could relate to those I'd lost. 
I just wanted to end my pain, the suffering. It was just a second, really, a, a quick acknowledgement that I did, in fact, want to end it all. A quick thought of maybe how I'd go about it, a, a desperate attempt to begin moving towards this, and a thankfully sobering awareness that I couldn't do that to the people I love. I've carried my trauma from grief and loss for over half my life now. I wasn't going to place that burden on anyone else if God gave me the chance. That was really the moment I decided I wanted to live. I stopped drinking the next month and haven't had a glass since. I was lucky that I was finally willing to be honest with myself. That sure, look, you'd done a good job, kid. You, you know, I'd built the habits, discipline, routine, reading, writing, meditating, physical activity. But I wasn't doing probably the most important thing I needed to be doing with my own healing not intellectually solving all my trauma and grief as I had so masterfully done, but just sitting with the damn thing, just really feeling my pain. The truth of who I was and am, a highly sensitive human being who has experienced a lot of loss and grief and chaos and turned to that which always helped keep me numb. You know, that process of feeling gave me clarity towards exactly how I wanted to show up in my life for myself, for others, for, for now. The reason I call this vice my final demon is because I had my habits in place. I had a sense of what I loved and was passionate about, but instead of sitting with my pain and just honestly feeling it, not run away for once in my life, but completely embrace the pain, feel the duality in the yin and the yang, the light and the dark, without rationalizing my coping mechanism as if it was anything other than what it was. See, it's the reason why 2023 was the hardest and most rewarding year of my life. I had to feel anything and everything I'd hidden in the mindless distractions and vices, recognizing that I had used the powerful tool of meditation in part as a means of spiritually bypassing some of my own trauma and pain. Eight years into meditation, you'd think I'd have it figured out. But if I'm being honest, I think it's really difficult to have the kind of spiritual growth and awareness you might hope for and put it into practice when you're counterbalancing that awareness with a powerful numbing agents. I will say one thing, however, that I have felt very proud of within my journey and self. When I began to share my voice online three years ago, I quickly built a big audience of over 100,000 people on TikTok and many coaches that I interacted with online reached out, encouraging me to be a coach, considering I was the psych grad and, as they said, seemingly very educated on mindfulness and personal development and I had my meditation practice. It was a shoo-in for me. And I spoke with a creator who is now a huge creator and a powerful mindset coach. And I confided in him that, Look, I, I don't feel comfortable coaching other people yet, I said. I, f I feel like a hypocrite. I'm going to go tell people how to live their lives and get better when I'm drinking pretty heavily and I know it's a problem. And I should probably stop, but I don't know. I just don't want it right now. And he told me that that wouldn't be a hypocrite. You know, I wouldn't be a hypocrite. I wasn't a sobriety coach. You know, he saw all the good in my life and routine and lifestyle apart from the drinking. And he said that, that is the focus of my coaching, and thus I should do it. And as much as I appreciate that sentiment and word of advice, 
I had to listen to my gut and I'm happy I did. And I didn't listen to that advice. I didn't start coaching that year. It felt like it would be an action that was out of integrity. I believe compounding decisions like this in my life where I have maybe not initially made the ideal decision right away, which would have been just to stop drinking and, you know, have what I <laughs> have had recently. But, you know, I, in that moment, I honored some sense of my awareness and integrity. And I have done this so many times. And I believe that's why these days I feel so incredibly lucky and blessed with love, community and opportunity. Because now what I help people do, like, sure, I, I improve their mindset, habits, relationship to their stories, their unconscious behavior patterns. But I think the most important thing I help people do is what I finally help myself do, which is stop running away from any part of myself. I finally stopped running from the last parts of myself. And now I, I sit with the wounded child, the angsty teen, the lost youth, the disciplined adult, and hold every emerging aspect of self in love and acceptance and proudly without shame. I don't have shame for my mistakes, not anymore. I have apologies I've doled out, but I know every part of this life and story was there to teach me more about how to love. I love shamelessly these days. I know the only regret I have with love is not giving more of it away to those I've lost. This year, I gave love to the person I think I often avoided giving it to, and that was me. I really learned to practice what I'd been preaching to so many fucking people. I stayed disciplined, you know, recognizing that to really love myself was to care for myself, to think I've been entrusted with such a powerful role the caretaker of this soul. I will feed him right, move his body, rest him well, challenge his growth, expose him to new environments, push past the limiting beliefs, speak kindly to him, let him be his weird, eccentric, sensitive, passionate self without trying to make him feel bad for being too much. This year I got to see that I am the perfect amount for myself. And that's what I really think matters. I learned to love all of me, not just the pretty parts, and ironically learned that in loving those less beautiful aspects, they actually became rather beautiful in their own wretched kind of way. And my hope for you, if you're still listening, is that whatever part of yourself you may be running away from, an experience of pain, of the person you want to be, I hope you find the grace that God afforded me this year to sit with all that expansive beauty that is your soul, your depth, your wretched, imperfect humanity, and learn to love it as I have. It has officially been over a year of no drinking alcohol, and I'll be honest, it's not the sobriety that changed my life. It was the willingness to sit with every part of myself. The sobriety helped. It's a lot harder to run from the pain when you can't numb it, right? My goal in life, really... In this brief existence I get to share here with you is to bear my naked soul in hopes that maybe I inspire you to get naked too. Metaphorically, we can strip ourselves of the rigid dogma, social programming, biases and fears and return to our divine nature, to your authentic self. My intention for 2024, damn, <laughs> is to stay naked, to stay naked, especially when it gets uncomfortable. <laughs>